0: Joining us now, he hosts a show from noon to three in San Diego on Fox Sports San Diego. He also does the sidelines for the San Diego State Aztec broadcast. He is John Schaefer with us here on The Big Show. Hi, John. How are you?
1: Hi, guys. Thanks uh, for having me. Doing well.
2: So it seems as though to me as I look at uh, the schedule that uh, San Diego State might as well move to Utah given the fact that they are playing not only (laughs) BYU and Utah State
1: but also Weber State. That could be a new conference, right? The, the uh, Utah conference or San Diego State as well. <laughs> all, the,
2: all those games of those teams are down there, though, and so obviously that's uh, nice for the Aztecs. Yeah, I, I think so. I,
1: I think it's a pretty challenging, you know. You look at San Diego State' schedule, even matching up with the Weaver State, you know, which I think is more than capable at the FCS level of having a very really good year. Um, and I'm in, I heard you guys just talking about the BYU matchup with San Diego State. I think it's a very good one. I'm glad that it's on the schedule. I think it makes sense to be on um, the schedule for both BYU and San Diego State the next couple of years. So I think it's a good, good opportunity for both programs. And, you know, Utah State obviously had a great year last year. So, uh, you know, San Diego State's got a, got a challenging schedule. They've had a pretty challenging schedule over the years under Rocky Long, usually at home and home with the Power Five at home and on the road every year. Um, so, you know, it should be, should be a good uh, challenging schedule.
0: We were talking about how they haven't played BYU and San Diego State in the regular season since BYU left uh, the conference. Was there some uh, ill feelings about the Cougs? Is that, why, is that why it's taken a little bit to get this series going?
1: Not that I'm aware of, to be honest. I, I think, actually, both programs would prefer that it is played. I mean, they're playing it in men's basketball right now. They played at House last year in men's basketball, BYU, uh, in a good game. The San Diego State won to play again in November in basketball up um, at BYU and now at home-and-home with, with football. So and I don't think there's really much of a reason other than the fact that if you're in a conference like San Diego State is, from a football schedule perspective, obviously there's lot, much less of an opportunity to schedule outside of the conference. I mean, BYU has the disadvantages and disadvantages of playing through that independent schedule which gives them a little bit of flexibility, also handcuffs them at times, but you know, I think that when the schools realize that there was an opportunity to play each other, um, it probably makes sense for both of them.
2: So catch our listeners up on what's gone on with the Aztecs uh, over the past few years. I mean, what is the state of the program? You mentioned Rocky Long. What's happened?
1: Well, I think the state of the program is strong. I mean, Rocky Long has done an incredible job. I mean, if you look at the trajectory of San Diego State football, you know the most success they've ever enjoyed in Division One is under Rocky Long. You know they've been in bowl games each of the last nine years. They're coming off a year in which they started red hot um, and did not finish well. They lost their last five games, finished seven and six. But the four years prior to that, they won at least ten games all three of those years. So from the group of five perspective, I think San Diego State, uh, if you look at the last nine from the last four years, even with last year's seven and six season. It holds water with basically everyone in the country, maybe outside of a UCF. But, you know, even the last two years, they've, they beat Arizona State twice. They beat Stanford once and lost to Stanford once in Palo Alto. So they're 3-1 against Stanford and Arizona State the last two years. A couple of those games were uh, when those teams were ranked. Stanford was top 20. Arizona State was top 25. They beat a Boise State team last year that was top 25 on the blue turf. So Rocky Long, I mean 3 defense. You know, hard-nosed blue collar, not necessarily what you'd expect in Southern California, but, you know, it's always been a top-20 defense. Offensively, they've run it down people's mouths. Um, recently, although they will spread it out a little bit more this year, we're being told they're going to use a spread offense, not a typical spread offense. They're still going to run it a lot, but they'll look a little bit differently on offense. But, you know, they're predicated on defense. They love to have, a, you know, a top-20 type defense and then, you know, win the time of possession and win the football game.
0: John, give us a a couple of names to keep an eye out for returning to San Diego State this year. Who are they going to be hanging their hats on?
1: Well, I'm excited to see a couple of guys. Ryan Agnew is going to be a returning starter in all likelihood. Uh, Christian Chapman was the starter to begin last year, and he's the winningest quarterback in San Diego State history, but he got hurt very early in the season in the FCS game um, and returned, although returned and was really split in playing time with Ryan Agnew, who did a nice job in his absence. In fact, it was Ryan Agnes' first career start, I believe, when they beat Boise State on the road in Boise. So that tells you a little bit about his potential and capability. He's a little more mobile than what they had in Christian Chapman. Um, I think he can throw the ball downfield well enough. Um, he's just a good leader. And then defensively, they've got a linebacker, Chiava Casino, that is, you know, one of the better linebackers in America. I and mean, when you look at all the you know, the pro football fo- focus analytics, and you just look at his, his tackles made last year. Just a, If you just look at the stat sheet, it, it'll pop. Uh, but he's more than the stat sheet. He's a guy that's just always around the football. He's capable of having 15, 16, 17 tackles in a game. So I think Tizino defensively, the linebacker, Ryan Lattner, the quarterback, uh, they've got a good amount of their pieces back to Washington. Their tailback ran for 1,000 yards last year. Before that, you had Rashad Penny. Before that, you had D.J. Pumphrey two sort of the best in the nation in terms of yardage over the last couple of years. So they've, they've usually been able to run the football. They've usually been very good on defense. And I think they're hoping for, for both of those scenarios in 2019 as well.
2: You know, it seems to me like my memory of San Diego State is that uh, that team always had good athletes. You know, it, was, it seemed like it was a matter of organizing it. And I would think that Rocky mm-hmm. Long would be pretty good at that.
1: I think he, he's the perfect guy for the job. I mean, Robbie Long will have this job as long as he wants it. Um, I think at this point he's made it fairly clear that he will retire. return. Of state. Um, he's just been remarkably consistent. You're right. I, I mean, I think there's a certain caliber of athlete that you're able to recruit in Southern California. And, you know, it's not that you're going to get, you know, it's hard to go up against programs like USC or UCLA for talent. But I think there's enough of an athlete, and they know what they're looking for they're basically looking for a player for their system, right? Like, and that's where they've really benefited. And defensively, playing a three-three-five, uh, I think, has benefited them as well. I think offensively, playing, you know, um, a more traditional run-first offense uh, has benefited them as well. I think they, they've almost bucked the trend by not being a spread offense for so long, and by running down people's throats—that's almost a rarity in today's college football. I think last year that got. They got sniffed out to some extent. They weren't having the same success last year running the football that they did in years prior. So now they will spread it out. And I think by spreading it out, it's not going to be a typical spread offense. I just think you, you, it means they're going to have another wide receiver in formations, which I'll take to the same reason the box, open up some opportunities to run the football between the so, you know, I think there will be a little bit more creativity on offense, but they're looking for guys that fit their system, and Rocky Long has done that incredibly well uh, in his tenure at San Diego State.
0: John Schaefer is with us. He does sidelines for the San Diego State broadcast as well as has a show on Fox Sports uh, Radio there in San Diego. And, John, Gordon and I were talking about uh, the Holiday Bowl the other day as there was kind of some, some reshuffling in the bowls. And it got us to talking about, I guess, what is now the SDCCU Stadium, formerly, of course, Qualcomm. Uh, or Jack Murphy Stadium and and we weren't mm-hmm. entirely sure about the the plans for a new building for the Aztecs. How is that going because I they're they're shutting down that stadium in in the not too distant future, correct?
1: It's actually, it's pretty exciting times in San Diego specifically for San Diego state because taxpayers or yeah, our voters just voted for San Diego State, the right to the land in Mission Valley, where Qualcomm Stadium now, formerly Qualcomm, currently FDCC Stadium stands. So, essentially, San Diego State will have the ability to build on that land, not just a new football stadium, which they hope to have completed in 2022, but also campus facilities, you, know, you know, um, housing, as well as classroom buildings for the expansion of San Diego State, which is one of the most applied to universities now in the world. Um, so it's exciting times. Uh, they want to build a 35,000-seat football stadium that also will have professional soccer, which also will have events that you can host for 155 days a year to take advantage of the climate out here in Southern California. So, um, yeah, the, the voters' initiative passed in November of 2018. They hope to break ground in the first quarter of 2020 with hopes of having the stadium completed by 2022. It's what's needed. Obviously, you know S B C C Stadium, formerly Qualcomm, is one of the other football stadiums in the country. It has the Chargers. It's been standing since the 1960s. It's way too big for for San Diego State football at over 70,000 seats. It's it's too big for NFL franchises at over 70,000 seats. So they're going to build something that's more specific for San Diego State and for the Mountain West at about 35,000 seats. I think it'll benefit them in a huge way on the recruiting trail. It'll be beneficial here in San Diego. It'll be nice to have a new building here. Um, So until that facility is complete, SDCCU Stadium will stand. As in, that stadium's not going anywhere until the new stadium is complete because the new stadium is being built on that lot, but the lot is so massive that it's not being built in the same footprint of the current stadium. It's being built just off that footprint.
2: And do you figure that that big building will be taken down once all this other stuff is built up?
1: It will. It will be taken down. It will be used for uh, the addition of housing, classrooms, facilities, San Diego State's expanded Mission Valley campus. So, uh, yeah, that stadium is nearing the, the end. And in terms of the future of the Holiday Bowl, I don't think they've announced whether the Holiday Bowl will remain in the new college football stadium that seats 35,000, which is probably a smaller number than the Holiday Bowl has typically drawn. Or if the Holiday Bowl could move downtown to Petco Park where the Padres play, where you probably have 43,000 seats, maybe you could add a couple thousand more in bleachers when you reconfigure for football and you'd be in the 45,000 range. So the Holiday Bowl is going to remain in San Diego. I mean, it's the stable of San Diego. Whether it be played in Mission Valley at the new football stadium for San Diego State or played downtown, I think that's going to be determined.
2: What do you figure, John, uh, about San Diego State's drawing power as far as football goes? Uh, is there a way to, 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 you know, San Diego's a big metro area. Is, it, is there a way possible for them to draw bigger crowds? You
1: know, it's funny. I mean, San Diego State has been a good draw, especially recently. I think two years ago they led the group of five in attendance. If you take out. You know, a BYU, you know, what's BYU draw? I don't know, 50,000, 60,000 plus?
0: 55 to 60 now, yep.
1: fifty-five. okay, yeah, so, you know, it, it, you know, they were drawn two years ago. They had a home game against Boise State, they had a home game against Stanford. Both of those games they drew, I think, 45,000 for. I think they averaged about 40,000 two years ago. So in the group of five, two years ago, that was the best draw in the country. This past year, they were somewhere in the low 30s. I think it's a very well established program here in Southern California, especially with the recent success under Rocky Long. Obviously the alumni base is massive in San Diego. It's a huge university. So there are tens of thousands of alumni here in San Diego. I think that in the, you know, the absence of professional football in San Diego and you just look at the trajectory of college football, and I'm sure there's a lot of BYU supporters that feel the same way. I feel as if as television rights change, and as conferences evolve and expand, that right there on the, on the doorstep would be the San Diego State, the Boise State, the BYUs. You know, if that's an extended Big 12, for those who about the Pac-12, whatever college football looks like in a decade, you know, if San Diego State has a new facility, is in Southern California without professional football in one of the largest markets in the country, and if that success, in mean, both football and men's basketball, you think they'd be considered potentially... You know, for a Power 5 conference, much like I'm sure a lot of BYU fans think that they should be considered for a Power 5 conference, Boise State being the same way. So I think San Diego State is doing the things necessary to position themselves that in the event of expansion into Power 5, that they're at least, uh, you know, certainly considered for one of those opportunities.
0: John, thank you so much for giving us a few minutes and enjoy all three of our Utah schools down there this year, huh?
1: (laughs) I appreciate you having me on and uh, looking forward to college football season, that's for sure.
0: Thanks, John. John Schaefer does sidelines for the San Diego State broadcast and also does a daily show on Fox Sports San Diego. I, uh, I know we're running short of time here for this segment,
2: but uh, it would have been interesting to ask him about how he feels about Utah State's rise. You know? Yeah. Because the Aggies are tough now, man. It's a,
0: it's a new era. It's a different era than it was uh, 10 years ago, for sure.